hello and welcome back to My Brain on Tape. I'm your host, Katie Halley, and I'm coming at you live from my closet with another episode. I'm so excited to get to do another episode. I love doing these. Honestly, they just are so therapeutic for me, and I'm glad that some people enjoy them, but even if no one listened to this, I think I'd still do it. Highly recommend just talking to yourself for an hour. It's very therapeutic. Um, but also, I don't know if you guys like that intro, but I did get a comment that they liked the live from my closet part because I just think it's so funny that I'm doing all this in my closet, but it does get good audio, at least I think. Um, but we actually have a new setup a little bit today in the closet. I, I've just been like laying on the ground and talking into the microphone and it's been bad on my back and like my legs fall asleep and all this stuff. But today I brought in my like little cube, um, like ottoman thing that I just have in my room and I'm just putting my mic on it and my computer and it's so much nicer already. Like I just really like how the setup today is going. Um, but anyway, before we get into the episode, which I'm very excited to talk about, um, I just wanted to, you know, give some life updates, you know, I mean, not that much is going on, but I did do some fun things and there's some fun things I want to talk about. So anyway, um, so this past weekend, um, me and a couple of my friends did a Joe party and I say party, it was not really a party, but we all dressed up as like different Joes and it was just really fun. Um, and it was just something like different, like there was nothing to do and it was just something fun that we created and I was Joe Jonas <laughs> and oh my gosh, it was so funny. I actually went home to get this certain t-shirt that I wanted to wear and it was from when I was probably eight and went to the Jonas Brothers concert and it looked like it, I still fit into it. It was like a size eight whatever kid shirt. And it looked like a crop top and it I kind of liked the vibe of my outfit. Like I wore that and these like ripped jeans, these ripped um, jeans like with the rips in the holes, <laughs> with the rips in the holes, yeah, no, with the holes in the knees and this leather jacket that I thrifted and these cool black sunglasses that I borrowed from my roommate. Thanks, Kaylee, if you're listening. Um... And it was just so fun to, like, do something like that, even though, like, it's not like we were seeing many people. It was just, like, something fun that we decided to do and kind of create a theme. So it was really fun. Um, And if you're thinking of doing something fun with a few of your friends, remember, we are in a pandemic, so don't go crazy. But I think that's something fun, just having, like, a theme night with a couple of your besties and just, you know, having a chill night. Um, another thing I have to talk about is Taylor Swift dropping a song from the Fearless Vault tomorrow. I'm recording this on a Thursday. I know last week I said that I didn't want to procrastinate it and I was going to try and be on time and do this ahead of time, but here we are, another Thursday and I'm going to release this tomorrow. So we knew this was probably going to happen. But anyway, what can you do? But I'm so excited for this song to release. I think 
Marin Morris is going to be the background vocals. And also what has been really confusing me is that Marin Morris performed with John Mayer at the Grammys. And if you don't know the whole John Mayer, Taylor Swift drama, basically he was like 32 when he dated her when she was like 19. So that's kind of messed up. Um, but anyway, like there's some beef obviously with that. And if you want to hear it in all of its glory in a song, please listen to Dear John. That's my little plug for today. Because let me just say that song is a masterpiece. Um, and I highly, highly recommend it. Um, but I'm just so excited to hear the vault songs. I think it's going to be so fun to to just listen to some of the songs that she wrote during those times and hear her new take on recording them. I just love the whole idea of the re-recordings. It's almost like I get to re-grow up with her because I did grow up a Taylor Swift fan and was obsessed with listening to her CDs in the car. And I'm just so, I'm just so proud of her always. So I'm just really excited for that song. I will definitely give my take on it in the next podcast episode. So look forward to that. And then also I have to talk about the Hannah Montana 15 years. Oh my gosh. I read the letter that Miley wrote to like Hannah, I guess herself. Um, And it was so cute. And I was obsessed with that show um, I was Hannah Montana for Halloween, I think a couple years in a row. Um, maybe I'll post a throwback picture. I did run into the, she had like a, a website that created a driver's license. Um, I just thought of driver's license by Olivia Rodrigo. I swear these artists and their songs plague my everyday, um, like the everyday words or phrases that I use. Like driver's license now is like, Every time I think of it, I, I think of Olivia Rodrigo. Um, but it was a website that you could, like, upload a picture and you'd get, like, a Hannah Montana sort of name, like, a rhyming name with, like, a state. And I think mine was, like, Dora, Florida, which was kind of funny. Um, and I did one and I put the picture of me in my blonde wig that I brushed for the longest time. Um, because there's so many knots in it and I wanted it to be perfect. I remember doing this so specifically um, for Halloween one year and I had my little fake blue jeans. Um, it was like a it was a gray Webkin's horse <laughs> that I got from the tooth fairy um, when my, when my one of my teeth fell out. Um, so the tooth fairy was really generous to me and gave me that horse but and then I had like a cowgirl hat and like a jean jacket it was a it was a look so maybe I'll put that on on the Instagram um so that just made me really happy to see her sending flowers to all those people I'm really hoping for a reunion or something that would be really cool but anyway and the last thing I have to talk about before we get into this episode is today is the anniversary of Zane leaving One Direction and it's so funny to me because when this happened I guess I was in eighth grade maybe seventh grade I I don't really remember I remember so specifically all the girls in my class sobbing at school when they found out and I was just like looking at them like why are you crying over this like what it's just a band like it's not that deep but now I'm 19 years old and I literally was listening to Walking in the Wind 
um, which is off of One Direction's last album, and Harry wrote it about the phone call of Zayn telling him that he wanted to, like, leave the band. And I literally was, like, tearing up, and I'm like, I'm such a hypocrite. Here's me, like, years later, when I probably... It was more acceptable to be upset about it when it happened and when I was in, like, 7th or 8th grade, but now here I am, a sophomore in college, getting emotional over this band, but you know what? I love them, so I'm not even mad about it, but that was a, that was something I dealt with today, and I've never experienced it because I wasn't a One Direction fan until, like, quarantine, so kind of an emotional day, but anyway, to get more into actual podcast topics, I feel like I talked about that for a while, so I'm sorry, um, Let's talk about last week I set a goal to be more intentional with social media and I just want to kind of update you guys on it and remind you if you didn't do it to maybe try it. I mean there's no requirement obviously it's all for fun and it's all for self-improvement but I did see a difference in I would um I was about to open an app and I'd be like wait 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 backtrack why am I about to open this? I'm just bored, but, like, there's something else I could do, so, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a perfect person, but, so I did, I would still go on it even if I was just bored or there was no reason, but it did just bring that self-awareness, and it did definitely decrease the amount of times that I would go on it, so I think it was worth doing, and I'm gonna try and continue to do it, um, and, you know, it's better than nothing. I think, you know, you can't be perfect with anything, but just trying to get better at it is, is a really, is a really positive thing. So I just wanted to update you guys on that. And if you haven't tried doing that, then try it for a day. You know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be perfect about it. I'm not perfect about it, but I definitely did see a, a positive outcome out of it. So I'm going to try and keep doing it. Okay, and then also something that I did that I absolutely loved and I want to keep doing this is one of my friends, actually, shout out to you, Maxine, um, if you're listening, but I love shouting out people on this. I I feel like it's really fun, (laughs) Um, but I've just been really getting in my head this this week, and that's what I'm going to kind of talk about, Um, but my friend told me to go to a park without your phone and just journal or just look around and think and just be present and without your phone and oh my gosh this was the most beautiful thing I've ever done and it was so simple I just went to a park um and I just sat on a bench and I Sunday morning and I just journaled and it felt so so nice and I highly recommend doing that and it was just really peaceful and it felt like I was really it felt like no one knew where I was. It like I had it was like a little secret, you know, and I I could just be fully present with myself and I could, you know, acknowledge my thoughts and, you know, work through some things on my own and it was really really nice. So, um I just wanted to mention that cuz I think that that was something that was really positive and I want to keep doing that and you know, I recommend it to anyone. It was, it was the most incredible feeling. Um, so anyway, but to get into the topic finally, I feel like I went through a lot. Um, 
So today's topic is feeling the fear because boy oh boy have I just been living in fear the past couple weeks. Um, So like I mentioned almost in every podcast I said that this is not going to be a running podcast but I feel like it's kind of turning into one but you know I think running relates a lot to life. But anyway I last year I was supposed to try the steeplechase but our spring season got canceled and if you don't know what the steeplechase is you've probably seen a steeplechase fail video so it is the track event that it's like a longer event so it's 3,000 meters which is just under two miles on a track so it's seven and a half laps on a track Um, and there are four hurdles each lap and a water jump so but the hurdles are like these like big barriers they're really thick and everyone jumps over them at once so it kind of is I mean I ha- I still haven't raced it yet but I've practiced and they're kind of scary um, and then the water jump you kind of have to jump onto this it's a barrier it's like 30 inches tall so it's decently tall it's as tall as a hurdle and um, like jump off into this water pit and it's it's kind of on an angle so the deepest part of the water is the closest to the barrier so the farther out you jump the more shallow it gets and you almost want to only land one foot and then be out of it so you want to try and get as far as you can and so um we started they finally filled the water pit so we started doing some water jumps and I had done a couple like actual water jumps last year and they weren't perfect by any means because I'm a beginner, but, you know, I was able to do them and they were fine. <laughs> and so this year I have been getting so in my head that I just can't jump. I like can't commit myself to be aggressive and jump. I did a couple, but they were so weak and just like you could just tell I was living in fear by them. Like it was kind of pathetic. And um, so I just like, it's just this mental block. I feel like I'm just, I also, I talked about this, but I had a little thing with my knee and it was kind of, it was, it was hurting me. Now it's almost completely better. I'm almost done with, um, with treatment with it just to get it stronger. And so I feel like in the back of my mind, there's this fear that I'm going to land weird and my knee's going to, I'm going to hurt my knee more. I'm going to get injured in another part. And it's just, it's really holding me back. And um, it's so frustrating. And actually on, so like a week, almost a week ago on Friday, (laughs) this is the funniest thing I think that's ever happened to me in my life. Um, So like I said, if you aren't really familiar with steeplechase you probably are because you've probably seen those fail videos and boy oh boy did I have a steeple fail (laughs) like I'm I'm talking like this could have gotten on ESPN top 10 fails if it was recorded and I kind of wish it was because it was just so funny to me like it was don't get me wrong it was really traumatic when it happened and I literally started crying But now it's just funny that this happened. So anyway, let me explain myself. So it was after practice, like I already ran and we were practicing some water jumps and it was kind of cold that day. And it was just me and my coach because everyone else was kind of gone. 
and I was getting so frustrated because I like couldn't I was just doing these really pathetic jumps or I just couldn't do it and so you know we we talked and stuff and I and he actually gave me some really good advice that I'm going to share um but I the last jump I did well lack thereof more like a flop (laughs) I stopped myself at the last second because I decided I wasn't comfortable to jump and I put my but my momentum kept me going so I like put my hands on the the top of the barrier and I completely did a one my moment my momentum was just keep going like my I my mind was saying oh I'm gonna stop but my body the physics just you know I wasn't great at physics but I do understand that an object in motion stays in motion um unless there's an external force is that what it is I don't know I did not do well in physics in high school but I planted my hands on the barrier and I was like kind of holding on to it and I did a 180 flip I banged my chin I still have a bruise on my chin like it was bad um but I ended up waist deep in the deepest part of the water standing up in the pool so don't get me wrong this could have gone much worse I could have like hit my head I could have done a lot more things but I somehow landed up like standing up and oh my gosh I just remember I was in shock like I was like did that actually happen and it happened in slow motion it was so weird um and I like look over and my coach is just standing there with his jaw dropped he doesn't know what to say um he asked me if I'm okay I'm like yeah I'm okay I'm crying at this point because it was it was scary and also I like banged my chin and I banged my knee a little bit so I yeah anyway um so it just hurt and also I was just like I was in shock but then I just started laughing so I was like crying but also simultaneously laughing because that was just the most ridiculous thing that could have happened to me and oh my gosh it was just really funny and I wish I had a video um but I don't so you're just gonna have to take my word for it and my bruises as proof Um, but (laughs) I just have been so frustrated and mad at myself because I was letting something like me being scared of the water jump or like landing weird or getting injured like that ruined something that I've been looking forward to for so long. I've been looking forward to doing this event since I was like a sophomore in high school, since I knew it was a thing. Like I look up to Emma Coburn, who if you don't know her, she's like she's an Olympian, she's a world champion in the steeple, she's amazing, and I just knew that this seemed like it could be something that would be really fun, and I think that I could be good at it, and it just, I've been so frustrated with myself that I let fear get in the way of me doing something that I know that I really love, Um, and my coach made a good point, he was saying like, I can either keep trying the steeple and risk getting hurt and maybe making a fool out of myself, um, which is inevitable because I kind of did make a fool out of myself, or I can just give up on it and pursue an event that I'll be okay at, but I won't excel at and like the 5k or something. Um, 
and I would miss out on doing this fun event that I know I'll love and that I could be really good at. So um, I think this all goes back to that race analogy that I made in, I think, the first um, the first episode. It's that uncomfortable part of the race where you either decide to go for it and choose the discomfort and choose the growth route, or you can choose the easy route and kind of live in the what if and just feel unsatisfied and get annoyed at yourself for not going for it. And right now I'm in that uncomfortable situation because it still scares the crap out of me to do those water jumps. It's a new event. It's scary. You can hurt yourself easily. You can fall. Um, But I think I've really tried um, over the past week to work on my mindset and, you know, I can control the controllable and I can't control the uncontrollable and being okay with that. This is an event that I'm not going to be able to control a lot. And I think that this really relates to life. Like there's going to be so many things that are scary and that you can either hide from and run away from and avoid, or you can embrace the fear and just do it anyway. Um, And I think not facing fears and just living in your comfort zone isn't really living. I think that's how you get to the end of your life and you just look back and you think, I didn't do anything. Like, I have so many what ifs. What if I went for it and started my own business? What if I went on that trip that I always wanted to go on? What if I pursued my passion you know stuff like that um and I don't want to get to the end of my life and have those and be mad at myself that I didn't do them when I had the offer that I didn't do things that scared me but that I could grow from and in sorry my stomach is making some weird sounds so I'm sorry if that happens um but I don't I just don't want to have what ifs at the end of life And I think that I've really done a lot of reflection. A lot of my time that I spent on Sunday morning at that park was reflecting on this. And I want to go for it. And I don't want to, I don't want to live in the what ifs. Um, And I really think that life happens at the end of your comfort zone. I feel like that's the most cliche thing ever, but it's really true. Like you don't, Growth never happens when you're comfortable. It's always the situations that push you a little bit. Because if you're not pushed, then you're just going to, you're not going to learn anything, you know? I think that being uncomfortable and being in uncomfortable situations and learning hard lessons and failing even, it builds your character. It gives you so many life lessons and it really, it really makes you tough. Um, and I really, (laughs) this is so cheesy and weird that I, that I've resonated with this quote and, um, have remembered where it's from and I don't know, but I was watching that dance show. It's like world of dance with like, I think Derek Huff, JLo and like Neo are judges 
so random. Like I, I was like obsessed with Dancing with the Stars, and I would always watch it. And um, I started watching World of Dance. I don't watch it anymore, but I would watch it with like my mom and my dad, and it was so funny. We would like we we watched it so much that we like would know what the judges of Dancing with the Stars would say, and we'd be able to give accurate like technique um critiques like oh they didn't elongate their arms or like their facial expressions were off like it was so funny that we knew nothing about dance but from this show we learned how to judge people like it was just really funny um but anyway to get back to the point um I was watching World of Dance and um Neo who I forget his songs but he's like a a singer or something um but he said that he said to this one group and I still remember it to this day I probably watched this like three or four years ago you either win or you learn you can never lose and I love that quote so much because it's so true like if you look at life like that then you're not going to be scared to fail because with failure you learn the best lessons you know what not to do next time you know what kind of person you are and it it just builds your character like like it's great if you have a win in it for for sports like if you win a game that's awesome you know the things that you did right like you can replicate that but with failure if you're losing a game then it really shows the things that you can work on. It shows your insecurities. It shows your weaknesses. And if you just, if you're going through life and you're only focusing on, well, I think it's, you don't want to over-focus on your weaknesses because that's not productive. Um, But if you're like like being narcissistic and you think that you have no weaknesses, that's totally false. Like you're not going to get anywhere in life. But if you acknowledge your weaknesses, you don't get mad at yourself because you have them because we all have weaknesses. But you learn what your weaknesses are from you failing, then you're not going to make that same mistake twice. You're going to move on from it and you're going to grow to be a better person because of it. Um if you look at it like that, it's either a win, which is great, or it's a lesson. It's not a loss because you gain something valuable from that. So I just really love that quote, and it's so random that I got it from a random dance competition show, but that just shows you that you really absorb information from everything you look at, and you can get weird advice from the strangest places, so... Anyway, but what I what I did after my whole steeple fail was I decided I wanted to change my phone background. I found I've been really into Pinterest. I love going on Pinterest to find like those cool motivational things that I post on the My Brain on Tape Instagram, which here's my little plug. If you don't follow at My Brain on Tape on Instagram, go follow. I love posting things there. Um and they're just helpful little reminders that I get off of Pinterest. But I um, I changed my phone background because I found this really cool quote that I liked. And 
I'm going to read it. I'm going to open my phone and read it. (laughs) It says, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being excited of what could go right. And I think that this is an awesome reminder for me because I tend to focus on all the negative possibilities that could go wrong. And that really debilitates you. It causes you to live in fear. And if you're constantly thinking about what's going to go wrong, then it is going to go wrong. Like it's that whole manifestation thing, like your thoughts become your reality. So if you're going to think like, I'm going to fall, then you will. <laughs> like, um, But I really have been trying to, um, instead of thinking about all that could go wrong, think about what could go really right and get excited about that because those two possibilities have equal probability if you're going into statistics like they have like a it's like a heads or tail flip like you know there's no it doesn't favor one or the other so if you think about oh well what if I for my example like what if I have a really great race and I run a really fast time and I have so much fun doing it instead of well what if it hurts really bad what if I fall over every single hurdle like it's just not worth speaking or thinking those negative possibilities into existence and I know it's so hard because I haven't come anywhere close to mastering that and I don't think anyone can fully master um, blocking out those negative possibilities but I think that you can you can choose what which ones you listen to and I'm just starting to try to focus on choosing the positive things that could happen and choosing to focus on them um, because if you just are constantly focusing on everything bad that can happen in the world there's so many bad possibilities that could happen but why stress yourself out if they're not going to come true like that's another thing I'm trying to be more present and go with things as they come rather than as I become anxious about them like why stress yourself out twice over something um why make yourself anxious over the possibility of you falling if that hasn't happened yet (laughs) like you haven't fallen and if you do it's okay that's a normal thing and you just gotta choose how you react to it and just get right back up it's really that simple when you say it but it's really hard to think like that and be that self-aware and I feel like I am pretty self-aware but then I still listen to some of those negative um, possibilities because it's hard it it just is Um, but I think that trying to do it and becoming more self-aware is is really your ticket out of doing that and um, I think practice makes makes perfect I mean you're never going to be perfect but if you don't practice it then you're not going to do it at all so and I think also what I was kind of talking about before is most worthwhile things are on the other side of fear like like I said life begins at the end of your comfort zone like comfortable things yeah like they're comfortable but 
if you don't take the risk, then you you don't have any chance at getting the reward. Hold on, I want to take a um a sip of. I have this Arizona green tea. Um, let's see if this is like a cool sound, and if I leave it in. Um, <laughs> a little ASMR for your ears. <laughs> oh my gosh. So for example, if your, if your dream is to start your own business, that is a scary thing. There's a lot of fear attached to that because it's like, what if I lose all my money? What if it doesn't work out? What if I fail at doing this? And those what-ifs and those negative, those possible negative outcomes completely scare you and talk you out of doing the thing that you really want to do. But would you rather go for it and have the opportunity to have the, your dream job and your dream company, or would you rather not even risk anything and definitely not get the reward of having your own company by just staying comfortable at your job now that you hate and that is you feel like is wasting your life you know I think stuff like that like you kind of have to think about the ends to justify the means um wow I'm getting into my ethics lectures um, we talk about that all the time but no seriously if if you think about your end goal, if you think about, okay, I really want this company, like, this is my dream, this is what I'm most passionate about, this is my purpose in life, if you keep thinking about that and how it's going to feel when you accomplish, when you accomplish that goal, then when things get tough, you're going to keep going because that goal is so important to you that any obstacle is going to feel small. And, you know, it is going to get tough along the way. Like I said, anything worthwhile is on the other side of fear and on the other side of really tough obstacles. But if you don't try and go over them, then you're never going to get it. Um, So I think that's just something to keep in mind is like, for me, I really want to do steeple and I think that it's going to be a really fun, fulfilling race and I could help out my team with it and make a difference but if I let the fear consume me then and I stay in my comfort zone of maybe just sticking with the races I've run before then I'm never going to see that reward of succeeding so I don't know just just some food for thought I've really been pondering (laughs) I don't know why that word was funny to me. I've really been pondering why I think we are so conditioned to run away from things that scare us and kind of avoid things that bring fear. Um, And I really think it's a product of evolution. If you think about it, you know, back in the old days of uh, like cavemen and stuff, if you fear was productive because it got you to run away from things that could eat you or kill you um and that's why we would run away from it which is good (laughs) but I think that now 
there's not many things, we're not in this imminent danger um, of maybe getting mauled by a tiger or something like that, but it produces the same response. Like, it feels like it's going to be really harmful for, um, really harmful to us. Um, so I think that it's really against our human nature to face it because, you know, we, we want to protect ourselves, but it's like that overprotection keeps us from living a fulfilling life. Um, and I just think that we have to, I kind of, you kind of have to tell yourself, what is the worst actual thing that could happen with this? Like, maybe I fall in the steeple, but am I going to be okay? Yeah, I'll be okay. Maybe I make a fool out of myself. Will it probably, will it probably be funny? Like, five years from now? (laughs) Yeah, it will be funny. Um, like, it's just, it's really not that big of a deal, and I think we make it up in our head that it's, like, this life-or-death situation, but it's really not, and, you know, I think the sooner that we all realize that, the happier we'll be that, you know, this really, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter, (laughs) um, but I also feel like, for me at least, Um, my biggest fear is fear of failure and the good old U.S. school system is definitely at fault for this one. I feel like I kind of want to get into a whole episode about the U.S. school system and why I think it's really damaging (laughs) to everyone. Um, but I think one of the most damaging parts about it is every everyone I know has this huge fear fear of failure because of school and because in grade school and high school and college like if you there was no room to fail because if you failed then you were seen as not smart or you were seen as not not valued in the classroom and stuff like that and you must lost your self-worth from that um and so I feel like we were all taught to be super perfectionistic in our schoolwork and that really translated into our personal lives. I mean, I'm kind of talking about myself, but I feel like this is a natural phenomenon that I've heard from multiple people or um, just talked about with multiple people. And it's just the, the school system views failure as like, a really negative thing but if you don't have like life is about trial and error failure like I said is productive if you learn from it and I think the school system just kind of brainwashed everyone to think that failure was the like rock bottom and it's just I feel like I notice that that affects me you know I I view getting like below an A is like the worst thing in the world when it's like no I'm learning things and that letter grade that outside validation isn't the most important thing it's are you learning are you growing and that's just what I've been trying to kind of unlearn from sorry my stomach 
that's what I've just been trying to unlearn from my, um, just from kind of being brainwashed into that from a young age. Um, so I just not a huge fan of the U.S. schooling system. Um, but anyway, I don't know. But also I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about what are the things I had been really scared of that now seem like stupid that I was scared of. And one of the things I thought about was driving. Oh my gosh, I was terrified to drive. Um, I just, I was terrified of my driving instructor at my high school because she was scary and she would, she would yell at you. Um, like she would, she would always say like when we were merging and you kind of have to like be really aggressive to, you know, um, to merge in like on a highway, she would go, gas to go, gas to go, gas to go. And it, it would give me so much anxiety to drive in the car with her because it was just scary. And I think a lot of people say that like when they first started driving, it was the scariest thing in the world. Like you're so uptight, like your hands are like choked up on the, um, the steering wheel and you're just, your, your posture is like, you're just so tight and tense. Um, but then after a while, this repeated exposure, um, it became natural to drive. Like I love driving and don't get me wrong. There's always some scary situations when other people are kind of idiots on the road, but like something that used to be so anxiety provoking and so, um, scary to me is now one of my favorite things to do and like one of the most relaxing things. So it's just really funny. And if you are currently facing a fear that seems really big and really heavy and really scary right now, just think about things that felt like that and how they are now. And that's what I've been trying to get trying to do for myself is I feel like once I get this repeated repeated exposure to the water jumps it's gonna almost come naturally and that's like a real thing like exposure therapy is like a real thing that works and I think the more times you face your fear the less scary it gets um so that kind of leads us into the tips like I say this is basically me giving myself advice, but I find that it really helps other people. Um, so I think one of the biggest things that helps me when I'm facing something scary, I'm just seeing how we're doing on time, okay, um, is to get a, get a friend to help you through it. Um, I think just having someone there who you know, who you're comfortable with, like having that element of comfort in an uncomfortable situation is really positive. And I think that if you can kind of bond through that fear, then just having each other in the same situation is always going to help. And it's going to make you feel less alone and it's going to push you to accomplish it because you know the other person's going through the same thing. So, you know, if you have a friend that might be going through the same thing, like if you're both scared of driving, if you're a sophomore in high school and you're getting your license, talk about it. And, you know, maybe if you're driving partners, like just encourage each other. And I think that that can make a world of a difference. Um, Also, something that I need for myself is to, I need a deadline 
or something to push me to actually face it. This goes with like schoolwork too. Like if I don't have a deadline to do something, I just will avoid it at all costs until I like almost have to face it. Um, So for me with like the steeple, like I'm racing it next Friday. (laughs) So like I kind of have to face it. And I think almost in a race situation, I have no choice but to jump because if I don't, then I get disqualified. So just having something to, you almost have no other option but to face it is something that really helps because, you know, like I said, we run from fear and we avoid it at all costs. So if you have, if you like put a deadline or you like tell someone about something and you're like, no, I like, I need to do this, um, by this certain date or something, it will really motivate you to actually do it and you almost have no choice. So that's something that really works for me. It doesn't work for everyone, but I think that really works for me is having a deadline to face your fear. <laughs> um, uh, and I kind of, I feel like I kind of talked about this point earlier, but focus on what you want to accomplish rather than what could go wrong. So focus on the end result and just think how great that feeling is going to feel when you accomplish this and when you get over that fear. There is nothing more satisfying, I think, than doing something really scary and the feeling after when you know that it was super scary, um, but you did it anyway. And I think that that's why a life without any fear would be so awful because you just, you would take things for granted, you know? Um, And things wouldn't be as satisfying because they weren't scary and you didn't, like, overcome it. I think that's one of the best feelings is overcoming a fear. Um, And something I've been doing is admit that you're scared, but do it in a productive way. Don't just be like, oh, I'm scared, blah, 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 and, like, just, and not do anything about it. I think just saying, okay, I'm scared of this. And that's a normal reaction, like accepting that it's okay to feel fear. And that's a part of humanity. If you didn't feel fear, if you didn't feel (laughs) fear, that is a tongue twister. If you didn't feel fear, (laughs) there would be something wrong with you. I, something just popped into my head, but I used to be obsessed with this movie, um, Girl vs. Monster. It was like a Disney movie with Olivia Holt. And she... Like, it was, like, everyone had their monsters at birth and, like, they would cause fear and stuff. Oh, my gosh. This is, like, such a great little example for the for this episode. But, anyway, <laughs> I was obsessed with this movie because I was, I was obsessed with the guy in it. But, anyway, um, and the main character, her parents, like, trapped her. They were monster hunters. Oh, my God. This is so ridiculous that I'm talking about this. But, anyway, um, they trapped her monster and she, like, didn't feel any fear her whole life because her fear-provoking monster was, like, in a cage um, or, like, hidden away. And then when, like, spoiler alert, the monster... <laughs> Why am I talking about the plot of this movie? Oh, my God. Anyway, um, she got released, and she felt all this fear all at once, and, you know, like... It, it almost makes things more satisfying, like I was just saying. I don't know why I got into that whole plot of a Disney movie, but, you know, I think it would be weird to not feel any fear, and you would almost feel... Life would be less satisfying. 
if that makes sense. Um, I think also just realizing that and accepting that you can't control fear. Fear is something that is in a list of things that you can't control. And that's something I've been working on is thinking about what I can control and what I can't control. It's like that serenity prayer that we used to say at my school. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know to know the difference. Oh my gosh, I'm like stuttering so much. But that is so that is so helpful, honestly. Cause if you waste your energy trying to control the things that you can't control, you're just wasting your energy. Like there's nothing you can't control time, you can't control fear, you can't control the universe and like what's gonna happen. But you can control how you react to things and you can control your mindset. Um, So you can't control fear, but you can control your courage. And courage doesn't come from the absence of fear. It comes from feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Like, I'm trying to work on being more creative. (laughs) No, wrong C word. Being more courageous and accepting that fear is inevitable, but you know what? I'm going to be brave and I'm going to do it anyway. Also, don't give the thing you fear so much power. I do this all the time. I underestimate myself and I kind of sell myself short. Like for me, I'm going back to the steeplechase example because that's what I'm going through and this is my podcast. So, you know, kind of have to go with my life experience. But anyway, um, like the barrier isn't doing anything special it's just kind of sitting there like I'm the one who's doing this amazingly athletic jump um and landing like I'm the one doing it it's not the barrier like it you know I'm the amazing one not the obstacle um and I think thinking like that it gives you this confidence at least for me it does and you realize that you're this amazing person that is the one conquering the fear. The fear itself isn't amazing. It's just, it's not doing anything. It's just kind of sitting there. Um, and I feel like I read this quote or something, some found it somewhere. And I think it had more to do with like anxiety. Um, but it kind of said, like, think of yourself as the sky and the fear or anxiety, I think that was like the main quote, um, it's just a cloud in the sky. The cloud can't exist without the sky. So your fear and your anxiety can't exist without you. But you can exist without the fear and without the anxiety. Like there can be a beautiful cloudless day, but there can never be a cloud without a sky. Like you are bigger than the thing that you're facing. You are the more amazing thing. I think that that has really changed my perspective on things because I feel like fear and anxiety can feel like these huge insurmountable monsters, but they don't exist without you. Like they're not real things, you are. So I think that that is one of the most freeing realizations ever is that you can exist without the fear, but the fear can't exist without you.
So give yourself some credit. You are an amazing person. It is absolutely crazy that we are alive and that our complex body systems all work together. Like that is a miracle. Like it is learning about that in school. There are some moments where I just sit there. I'm like, how are we breathing right now? How am I talking right now? I keep seeing these TikToks that are like, um, I don't know how to describe them. It's like the earth is dirt and water, but somehow like Bluetooth speakers exist. Like that is so the craziest thing if you think about it. It's just like, how did that come from, from that? Like the world is amazing. You are amazing. Treat yourself like that. Okay. I need to do this more. We all need to do this more. Anyway, next point. I think just the overall, this I think might be the title of this episode. I haven't decided yet, but just feel the fear and do it anyway. Like, just do it. Like, try not to think about it. That is a loaded, a loaded statement because I can't do that, (laughs) but try and be present and just do it. Like, it's as simple as that. I know it doesn't feel simple, but it is. And I think after you do something that you built up in your head and that you were so scared of, um, after you do it, at least for me, I normally think to myself, why did I give it that much power? Like, that wasn't even that bad. Like, you stress yourself out so much more than you need to. So if we can just be present and take things as they come rather than when you think about, oh, like, this could go wrong, like, don't, like, just don't think about it unless it happens. And I think that you'll be a much happier, less stressed out person. Um, But another thing that I wanted to talk about is I listened to, randomly, this, um, this podcast got suggested on my Spotify, and like I've gushed about before, you know, I love podcasts. Um, and I think it was the Nike trained podcast or something. So it was pretty sports heavy, but they gave some amazing advice that I've been taking the past couple of days. And it is really helpful for me. Um, I struggle with mindfulness and being in the present moment and meditation just, I want to give it another try, but in the past it didn't really help me. Um, cause I, it, it just, it just doesn't click in my brain. Like I can't sit still. Um, but this podcast, um, was perfectly encapsulating everything that I wanted, that I needed to hear. And it said, be where your feet are. Just think about that for a second. Be where your feet are, where your feet are planted right now. Or if they're like waving in the air, if you're like on your bed, that was weird. Um, my feet are on the carpet of my closet in my college apartment. And that's where I am right now. I don't need to be anywhere else. I don't need to be where my head's thinking. I need to be right where my feet are. And, um, that put it in a way that I was able to understand and put into practice. And I'm not kidding. Over the past couple days, I've been, every time I've started to like overthink things, I've thought, be where my feet are, 
and it helps so much it brings you back to where you're standing and where you physically are rather than where you are mentally and it is honestly even though I've only known about this for like four days this has changed my life I know I'm gonna it's gonna be like that quote that's that stuck by me for the longest time like from the world of dance like I'm gonna remember this It, it is so powerful and I really encourage you to try it um also what they were talking about is when you get caught up into the fear of performing well or the fear of failing at something um they were talking about like basketball shooting percentages and like shooting the game winning shot like something like that there a lot of pressure gets put on like I need to make this shot but if you just treat it as this is just another shot that I'm going to take how many shots have I taken this sounds like alcohol now how many basketball shots have I taken before and how many have I made and like it's just like a normal this is a normal everyday thing it's a simple movement like boil it down to its simplest movement and for basketball that's just flicking the wrist you're just look at the flick of the wrist oh my gosh I actually hate myself um god um it's just flicking your wrist it's that simple think about how many times you've probably done that in your lifetime it's so simple and for me jumping into the water pit it all I have to do is lift my foot I can control lifting my foot I've done it for like I don't know when I started walking but ever since then I can control that I can't control how I land I can't control how the physics takes me but I can control lifting my foot and that's all like it, it makes it seem so much more, so much less scary. Um, and that was just a really great piece of advice um, to kind of take the pressure off of something that seems so complex. If you boil it down, it's really not that bad. Um, I think also what I really want to try and start focusing on is readopting that no fear philosophy that I had when I was younger. When you're younger, you are the most fearless person, fearless version of yourself. Like you just you're you're jumping around, like you're not thinking about the consequences. You know, you fall down a lot, probably. Yeah, a lot. But you get right back up and you smile doing it. Like you just I feel like, don't get me wrong, um, growing up and learning things is awesome, but we almost overthink things. If you can get back to that childlike state, but with the wisdom you have now, like, you'll be so much better off because you'll just think about it as, oh, I just, I fell off my bike. Well, I'm going to get right back up and start playing with my friends again and start laughing in like two minutes you know, just take the pressure off and just have fun with it. And also another thing is laugh at yourself when you mess up. Like, I still am laughing about what happened to me with that steeple fail. Like, don't get me wrong, it was painful and I'm still frustrated with it, but it was funny. Like, just don't take life so seriously. Laugh at your laugh at your failures and the mess ups that you did and 
just shake them off, you know? In the words of Taylor Swift, shake it off. Um, okay, so I think that that is pretty much it for this episode. Um, I do want to give my goal for the week that I'm going to try and do and I encourage you guys to do. Um, and I think that's really to practice mindfulness. Um, I'm going to try and maybe do a meditation, like a guided meditation. I kind of, I want to give it another try because I feel like I haven't fully tried it yet. And I think that a lot of people rave about it and I just want to know what all the hype is about. And I think that it has to be working in some way if that many people are swearing by meditation. Um, but if you don't want to try meditation, try yoga. Like that's kind of meditation. I love yoga. I'm going to try and do that this week too. Um, and the one thing that I'm, I've already tried, I've already put into practice and I've seen so many good results, even within like four days of me doing it is practice being where your feet are. And when you start to spiral into this overthinking, look down at your feet, wear bright, they said in the podcast, wear bright colored shoes if you want. Um, I probably won't do that, but like think about like your favorite shoes that you're wearing and be like, okay, I want to, I spent a lot of money on these shoes. I'm going to be where my Converse are, or I'm going to be where my platform sneakers are. I'm going to be where my flip-flops are. I don't know. Um, I promise you it will help you so much. Like I am so happy that I listened to that podcast and that I got that advice from them. Um, and I really think it's going to change my life as stupid as it sounds. But anyway, that is it for this episode. Um, we kind of went a little long, but, um, yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed. Um, let me know if this helped you. I really do enjoy hearing people, um, hearing people's stories and everything that they could really relate to. Um, it just makes me feel like I'm making a small difference and, um, I really love it. So, um, keep doing that and, uh, go follow the Instagram if you want to. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I think that's it. I'm going to let you guys go. Thanks for listening again. It actually shocks me that people want to listen to this. Um, but it's the coolest thing in the world. So you guys are awesome. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you in the next episode.